Hello, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. My name is Billy Newman, and I'm here today with Marina Hansen. How you doing, Marina? Hey, Billy. I'm doing well. Thanks so much for uh, doing some podcast recording with me. I appreciate it a bunch. Thanks for having me on. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Thanks for doing uh, a bunch of, well, I don't know, just going through and uh, talking about a bunch of photo stuff. I really like doing the podcast that way in a way where we uh, we go through and break down a couple of the photographs that we're putting up and putting out online. It's kind of a cool way to go through it. I like uh, talking about some of the pictures and some of the places that we were when we were taking the, the photos. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. It kind of helps. I like it as a, a little practice or reminder almost too for, or it's just a good way to rethink about the photo and the moment. Yeah, I like doing it too. And yeah, it helps me, uh, helps me focus a little bit uh, on, on the best pictures and on, on some of the best, uh, best pieces of those pictures. But, uh, but it's just kind of a fun way to go through and, and to talk about uh, some of the stuff that we're up to and the, the photos that were taken and some of the, the old photos that we had that were going out. And like I talked about on that last episode, I'm, I'm trying to put together a set, like a tighter set of, uh, of like my best pictures to put out and to put out like faster all at a time. And uh, that's going pretty well. It's all right. I think it's pretty good, and it's really effective to do that. I'm at, I'm at a good place, and it feels good to try and like put together a lot of good pictures all into just one grouping. It seems like it's working out pretty well right now. Like you know, as you go through, and you're like, oh, this is good. I feel like I have like 125, or like you know, 130 or so picked out that feel like a pretty good set. Yeah. Where it's it's and so then it's like kind of balancing stuff out. But I also want to add in like links to stuff too. Uh, that'd be cool but uh, but I don't know just like all sorts of different little content things and so all that's going really well but with that comes like a lot of writing stuff and I'm not really a very good writer I don't know Have, when was the last time you had to do like a like a, like a write up or you know like a paper or something like that you know what I mean like when you're in the, like out of school you just kind of stop it seems like yeah I was gonna say uh, in school was the last time I had to do a real write up I guess I've had to do some writing for uh, some some projects yeah or some little website projects, see that's where that's where some of my writing would have been into yeah but it doesn't seem like it's really that much stuff and uh and that's fine probably or you know i don't have a ton of stuff to write but with all these photographs what i've been trying to incorporate a little bit more into the into the creative flow is uh is journaling which like handwriting like using a pen to write stuff to write stuff out and i swear i'm a bit i don't know if it's dyslexic i don't want to put that on because it's like a real thing but like i can't read or write that well a lot of the time, uh, which has always kind of been been around in my mind. But uh, so I often had like kind of avoided it, and really probably why I pushed more toward visual stuff, or why I was predisposed toward visual stuff versus uh, other types of analytical stuff like reading, which is weird too because I'm also pretty analytical. Um, but it's just interesting though, like trying to get into writing some stuff more, and I'm trying to do that based around the content that we have for all these photographs and ultimately with this my this uh this ultimate mind plan of synergy for all of our content of uh <laughs> like like writing posts writing for these photographs that like also support the podcast of like our ideas about the photos that we podcast about mm -hmm. but then also having that as text available to put to like a book or something that's like a portfolio book of all of our best images so that's kind of what i'm thinking about ultimately but I've been trying to go through and take like a photograph that we have and write about it for a little bit. So in the morning, like I've been trying to go through and I outline a little bit about like, oh, what did I use to take that picture? What did I think that was interesting about it? Or what was it that it was capturing that was like kind of interesting? And so I try and write like a couple sentences about that, like a little draft of it in my journal. And that's been pretty effective. It's been kind of cool 
to go through and do that little stuff, which it's, it's good. I don't know. But ultimately sometimes like, you know, about photographs, it's like a little tough to like tell like a fantastic narrative around being somewhere early and then like taking a picture. Yeah. No matter how, yeah. And it's like, it's strange though. And maybe that's my limitation as a writer, but it's like, no matter how ultimately close you get to like the, the glory of phenomena of the earth that you get to see at a moment and you get to show in a photograph, you can't, I don't know. Like, like, what does that mean to say in a narrative as like, I write that. Does that make sense at all? Like, it just seems like ultimately I'm like the tone of it's going to be just like, underrepresenting like how cool it was if it was that good or it's going to be like overstating and like making it too grandiorous to have pulled out a tripod <laughs> and set its sturdy legs in the sand beside the lake and taken a photograph or something of a duck you think well like this is a duck picture so, so it doesn't really matter ultimately right like at some point like to, to write like a ton about it so i'm trying to find like a little voice in there that's like really short and, and easy and not uh falutin that's a really tricky part when you're trying to write a narrative for an image. Let's make it to explain it or talk about it in the right way that doesn't come off too strong. Yeah. Isn't it weird? I don't know. It's yeah, it's kind of a strange thing. I kind of think back to like a few of the writing styles that we'd heard about from other, other people and they were real writers. So it seems to make more sense, but as photographers go, it seems like it's often not really like, there's not really a lot going on about a photograph that you need to talk or that, you, that really needs to be written out in a, in a huge, in an overdeveloped way. I yeah, because <laughs> that's part of what the photo is for. Yeah, it's, it's to represent it's, yeah. something. I'm sure it's, it's there to represent some stuff and to kind of over explain some things. It's, it's probably, un, you know, to get into like too much of the minutiae of the stuff in the background that you're supposed to feel more at a base level, but having it get captured for it is really ultimately what I'm going for. So I try and write out about two paragraphs or so, and then I go through and I edit on that a little bit. And then I try and cut that down a little bit to maybe two or three or four sentences that were the good ideas that I was, <laughs> that I was able to get out of the, you know, the whole page. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to take that and then cut that over to a computer. And then I want to try and put it together for all these photographs. So I have uh, something that's just like a little bit tighter. And I want to try and put that together into like a really nice clean book someday. Yeah, I Probably think that's a really soon. cool project. You know, and I've been looking at this too. I really want to do a book with, uh, with I mean, like the other photographs book that we have, but I want to do one with no writing, like where it's really just like full page or two or three to a page sets of photographs that are laid yeah. out on like a nicer paper. And I want there to be writing on, on a handful of the pages, like every four pages or six pages or something. There's some like little breakout paragraph that kind of talks about some part of it, you know, just to kind of, give some context to the book or, you know, to the, to the setup of why it's put together that way. But, um, but I really want it to be like, all, like almost completely focused on the, the art and the photos. It'd be cool. I want to try and, uh, try and shoot some more stuff for it too, but it'd be good. I think we have like so much, so many of these pictures that I'm talking about, like, you know, more than a hundred, more than 150 or so of these pictures that are going to look really good to have printed and set up in a book somewhere. So I think that's kind of like the ultimate goal for this period of time is to try and put that type of a thing together, like some kind of big whole complete project of all the best work that I've got so far. And what I hope to do with that is kind of finish that this year. And then that will be the representation of that work in total. And then I want to try and like focus on a lot of new work or like yeah. focus on a lot of new photos and put those into something into the future too. 
I think that's a really cool project. Oh like, yeah, it's yeah. I, it's I think no, that's. I like the idea of having, uh, just a complete book yeah. of your best work up to this point. Yeah, and I'm thinking of it a little bit as just like the project is the project of an artist, you know, or of like a musician or something, or yeah, a, a collection of your best and favorite. Yeah, pieces. yeah. You work for a long time. You refine. You make your best thing. And you put it together and that's kind of the package of that best thing. And then, you, yeah. you know, put it out or something like a book or like, like a, an album or, um, yeah, or, or even just like a portfolio photograph. So I think that'll be kind of a cool way to do it. But I want to do that this year, you know, over the course of the year, kind of put together some good piece of art for that, have that kind of established. And then mm -hmm. I want to like cut and then make new stuff or maybe recollect or something like that. And kind of like re rebuild some of the old photographs, but put that with a lot of the new photographs in a new way that really seems like like I'm kind of changing or like I'm doing something different with the, with the types of photos or the places I'm going or the, the stuff that I'm developing. But I notice a little bit, like I don't want to become stale, you know, like some of the photographs are maybe half a decade old now at some point, which is great. Mm -hmm. And I love the photographs and I really want to remarket those photographs so people see them in some of the channels because they should be seen. They deserve to like kind of be, be present in some part of the content streams that we have going on. So so much content has to be fed to them all the time. Yeah. Seems really fair for me to pick some of my best stuff and put that up more. You I'd know say I mean? so. And when, like the first time you put a lot of those things out on social media, it was a lot oh, smaller yeah, of a reach too. So way it's, back, yeah. It's really a first look for a lot of people. Oh yeah, so cool. much of it so seems it's... to be a first look. Even if I put stuff out right now versus some of the stuff that had been up just a year ago, it's going to be a different reach of people to see it because right. it just goes up that one time, you know, especially if it's like something you put more work into, it seems like it needs to go up maybe a dozen times in a week. Like you see that with albums, like if a band puts up an album or something, they have content up all the time, but they put up there like, Hey, our album just came out like a dozen times that week. Don't right. forget our thing just came out. Don't forget to check this out. So, you know, you see, you see like a repetition of something being, uh, being presented to you but i want to kind of try and do that same sort of scheme with some of my best photographs so that if someone is seeing a picture of mine it's like one of my best pictures yeah or like something that represents uh something well for me or like in a really tight way so i want to try and do that as, as just something something going forward and then in addition to that like all the current photographs that we're working on is like a scheme to it so it's kind of fun i really like doing all that stuff with you yeah really cool. I, think I think it's really cool that you've been working on this book project. I think it's cool that you've been doing handwriting. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking about it as, cause see, since I have such a hard, terrible time with books because it's like, it starts now, but then it never ends. And then it's going to be like a year and a half from now that that <laughs> exists. It's hard for me to think of it that way. I was thinking about this with Tony about a little bit the other day. I want to try and make that start to end time a lot shorter. Cause it really just wanted to be a project where I get a book printed of the pictures that I have, you know? So as right. soon as I get the pictures sorted, I should be able to put it out as a book, put it out as a folder, you know, whatever I want to do with it. Um, but I want to try and get that done a little bit sooner. And I'm hoping to do it. I'm trying to trick myself right now into breaking it into just singular little pieces that I focus on each day. Like, oh, I'll just write, I'll just write one caption for one photo each day or like maybe for two or three or something, but I won't, like it doesn't get lost into a ton of stuff. And so like I, I'm trying to like focus on each one at just a little bit of a time. So it seems like I like start something and then bring something all the way to being finished each in the same day. It seems like it's a, for me, it's a really important part because I have like that ADD thing where mm -hmm. I like, I do a project, I do a project and it just kind of, and that doesn't float off necessarily, but it just seems so unsatisfying to have gone on for so long and long and long. And then you're just mired in processing and editing and development. 
Yeah, it just feels it feels yeah. endless. And then finally something comes out and the same number of people that would have seen just any one given post on a thing see it mm-hmm. and then it's gone and then it's gone, you know? Yeah. And you go, Oh, was that? Oh, is that? Oh, well, I could have just like done that each day. Or you know what I mean? Sure. Like there's that feeling of it a little bit. So uh so I want I wanna have something that comes out each day in a way or each week or you know, each smaller amount of time that's sort of just personally gratifying. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting through this, I'm processing like I have this photo, I have these thoughts about it, and I kinda like compile that that's finished sort of. Yeah. And then I wanna just kinda come back to that later and pick and like get that as like the draft of stuff to put together. Yeah, but, it's cool as a sort of a multi-purpose project yeah it'll be good and you know i i don't know well like i'm just i'm a silly writer but all the little captions and stuff that i've had so far for all these uh, posts are kind of like innocuous silly little statements uh that aren't really very descriptive so i haven't really figured out a good tone of things to like be really current and have like a voice that's like really stated for like the moment that you're in mm-hmm. that seems personal to what i'm doing but i'm trying to figure that out a little bit more of uh how to communicate about these photographs in a way that seems just more connected to people Sometimes than like uh, spring flowers in the evening. It's just mm-hmm. sort of like a generic like, well, is that for me or is it? What is that? Is that connected? So I want to try and like focus on that part of the language that I use uh, around photography a little more. I don't know. I'm not a storyteller though, so I'll probably still be uh, brief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to talk about a couple pictures, Marina. There was two photos that I put up uh, pretty recently that I wanted to go over, and I really always liked. I really love those photographs. I think they're both from the D3 after I started shooting with. Uh, with the full frame D3 last year in the summer. I was so proud to get that camera. It's really cool. And I'm really happy to have it now. I want to go just pick it up and take around, pick, take some pictures of it. It's that silly thing with cameras, you know, where you don't like feel like you pick it up enough. Oh, yeah, Do you know definitely. Or yeah, you're just like, oh, well, I've got a camera. I am a photographer, but I haven't like gotten and grabbed the thing and done the stuff and like, you know, wiggle the knobs and stuff and actually like got something I wanted with it in how long now or, you know, whatever that is. So I feel like that a little bit with the D3. I've been, I've been running around with the N80 in the camera bag for a while back and forth to work, which has been really cool. I've taken some film pictures and I really like that, but I miss like having like the D3. I want to grab it and you know, mess around. I like playing <laughs> with cameras still. Like that's why I like being a yeah. photographer too, is like playing with cameras and little knobs, a big, uh, like, like a big mechanism to try and capture something, but you have to like twist all the dials, right? So that everything works the right way. It's always been kind of like a little thing that I like. Like I like science and when I was a kid for kind of that same sort of thing of like setting up some instrument to perform an experiment which in a way is a little bit of what photography is. It's like setting up an instrument to record some information in a fine way or like in a detailed way. It's kind of interesting how that is, but I like that sort of stuff about it. It's cool. But, um, but one of the first photos that I'd put up was a picture of you walking across like a log in the gorge. What, what hike was that? What fall was that that we were going to? I think it was the um, Joaquina Falls Trail oh, Loop. Joaquina Falls Trail Loop. I saw yeah other photos from there or like maybe like a couple months ago you, you see people on that same trail mm-hmm. and you go well yeah i remember walking over there or that's where i was and I, you got a ton of cool photos from here too like our friends uh, i think set up on the log there's one of those photos yeah. that looks so pretty like the backlight on it's really cool and you see the, the waterfall kind of falling down with the moss on the sides of the of the walls around the that, i don't know what it's called but that little that little amphitheater style like cut out the waterfalls make as, as mm-hmm. it comes over the rock and then drops down you get that kind of that kind of semi-circle wall that's there behind the waterfall oh it was cool it was a really cool spot and uh, and i liked this photo a lot it was uh, it was a really pretty kind of backlight where the the light was sort of bouncing around in the in the steep walls of this canyon where the waterfall was and i think you were walking across this log to hop down to 
go over and check out the the other stuff but you had your camera around slung around your back and i like this picture i think i took like three or four at the time but i like the gesture of this picture like what the way your hands are and sort of the lightness of the the placement of your feet and your step where it's like just the top of your toes that are on it yeah and so i don't know it's interesting how that goes like the look of a photograph of a person between like one gesture at a second and then the one like right after it or before like flat-footed to on your toes. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's a really different moment. Yeah, just that little bit of a move could be different. But I liked how cute and kind of light and fun it looked like hopping across this little log on a cool day by a creek. I like this picture a lot. It was a really beautiful spot. Yeah, it was fun. I liked uh, I liked going on that hike and going up there. I remember it was so busy that day. It's amazing how busy the uh, the gorge can get, and even in the early morning or, or early mid-late morning and the day when uh, when there's like a ton of people from Portland show up and, and there's just no more parking spots left. Yeah, it just fills up. Yeah, at maximum <laughs> capacity and you know people checking out Multnomah Falls and, and then going on different hikes about about the area themselves. But it's really strange like how how crowded and packed it is and how much traffic like you just can't get in in or so out. So much traffic. Yeah, just trying to pull out of yeah. your parking spot is hard. Yeah, and it's like one lane, so you have to wait for all the traffic that stopped <laughs> for the other one person that's trying to get out and the other person that was trying to take that spot. So like all the traffic backs up because it's just one lane and no one can get around each other. No one pulls over to the side. You know, it's just like, wow, this is a, a crazy little park section over here. Weird how that is. But I've seen that at other places, you know, around cities or places outside of cities that are the uh, the more sought after outdoor place. Like um, like the Marin Headlands over in San Francisco, oh, like yeah. in the afternoons, that gets super crowded. You just see like tons of people on bikes power riding up the hill. <laughs> yeah, you know, something like that. So, or, or just there's no no parking spots or you know nowhere to go. It's just a ton of tourists or something. So, it's kind of interesting. How there's there's always like some spot. Like we remembered on our trips too, the places in Yellowstone where there's oh, definitely a hundred million people all at once. It's so strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty strange. But I like that photo. It was a cute little picture, and uh, that was a fun. I think that was like one of the most popular pictures I'd ever put up on Instagram. The first time <laughs> I thrown it up. Yeah, everybody, everybody likes Marina. Hey, so it turns out to be. <laughs> You're pretty cute, Marina. So the second picture that I wanted to talk about, it was this other one, uh, the the night in August when uh, we were out for the Perseid meter shower this year. It was really cool. I had a good time getting some of those long exposure photographs. And that was right after we had gotten that 14 millimeter lens. as a 14 millimeter Rokinon. And it's been fun taking pictures with that this year. And it's been, been cool. so much fun. Yeah, it's been a great lens for the nighttime photography stuff that we've been doing. Yeah, it was a good investment. It's a relatively inexpensive lens. It's a, it's a, it's expensive for me. It was like, I think 375 or so to pick up the lens, but it's a 14 millimeter manual focus uh, lens made by Rokinon, which is sort of like a, an aftermarket uh, lens. But it, this was kind of useful, uh, at least with the mindset of using it for astrophotography or using it for uh, long exposures at night uh, because it's a manual focus. Really, you could just set it to infinity, which is what you're going to want to do when you're working in circumstances of, of shooting photographs in low light or for long exposures because you're not going to be able to do any contrast-based autofocusing uh, at night. So you're just not going to be able to use autofocus anyway. Because of that, thinking in that way, that's why we wanted to use this 14 millimeter. And the reason for that, what was it called? You looked at that for a girl on Instagram the other day, that like the 50 or the 500 rule? The 500 rule, yeah. It's, um, it's, the, it's what you use to calculate how many seconds you can expose for with your lens before you start yeah. seeing star trails. Yeah. So it's 500 divided by the focal length of your lens. Whatever focal length it is. Yeah. 500 divided by 18 millimeters, let's say, the focal length, and then that's how many seconds I can leave the shutter open before I'm going to see drag 
of the Earth's rotation around the sun of the, the star trails kind of starting to grow. Yeah, it's the maximum number. That's interesting, yeah. So 500, I can't do any of the math, but it's interesting like because I think it works out for us like for a 14 millimeter lens, like that, like the wider you get, the longer you get to leave a shutter open to get yeah. that crisp still look to stars without getting the star trail look. And so that's kind of the effect I was trying to go for to get that, you know, like how you've seen like the really, and we've seen a huge emergence of this as we, we started getting these high ISO sensors this decade. It was this new style we've been we've been following, and which is kind of the first thing of of this photograph is kind of part of that newer style, this newer visual style that I've been kind of looking emerge. Uh, that's like really bright, low light photos, yeah. like really luminous low light photos, like taken like where you can see stars and light, but it's almost blown out. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that kind of like these kind of magical surreal twilight photos. A lot of them I've noticed have been uh, have been composite photos yeah Interesting. i was finding out about that i know so ours or at least in this case this one's not and i know there's like a lot more layers of editing that people do to like pull out things and photos this was kind mm. of a basic edit uh in a lot of ways but uh but it really shows the milky way as it's starting to set over the western horizon over this uh this cool kind of rock pillar that's i think been um been quarried on for a while that whole area seems like it's been quarried on to build that big dam that it's next to but that's where we were parked at. i was up by the cougar reservoir during the night of uh, the percy meteor showers and so we were trying to watch the meteor showers and take some photographs at the same time out in that area to get up in the hills a little bit and away from the city lights of eugene but it was cool i think we got like a handful of really pretty low light night photos out there yeah i had a great yeah. time i think we both got a handful of some really nice ones that night. Yeah, I like that one a lot. There's another one kind of looking out that was really cool. I was looking out uh, just due north, but it was interesting, like still in the summertime, the, the sun is sort oh, of yeah. out there still and leaving the shutter open for a while. You get like this uh, sort of daylight kind of dawn golden colored clouds uh, on the horizon. And you can't really perceive that level of light with your eyes. But if you left the shutter open, you'd see this like dawn daylight captured in the clouds on the distant horizon in the north. It was just really strange to see that, how that is. Yeah, I thought that was so interesting. Yeah. It was cool editing through the photos and yeah. coming onto that. Cause oh, you, yeah, because yeah, like you were just explaining, you can't see, you can't actually see it. Yeah, it just looks gray as it is, <laughs> but with the long exposure, you get just a ton of luminance. Yeah, all of the color. Vibrance. And all of, yeah, it was really yeah. neat. Yeah, it was cool. It was definitely cool to see that. And we were up real late. I mean, it was, it was yes, around four in the morning or so, so the sun would be coming up in the northwest you know pretty soon or excuse me the northeast corner over there pretty soon but it was just that early pre-twilight and leaving it open for about 30 seconds with this 14 millimeter so we still get this really crisp clear look of the stars and of space but we also get a lot of that luminance of the sensor being able to capture and gather light for such a longer extended period of time and uh, but i've been looking at that i've been looking at like what the sony a7s has been able to do when it goes up mm -hmm. to like a hundred thousand iso or what the 5d mark three and four are able to do as they go up to fifty-five thousand iso there's amazing ability to shoot in lay, low light if you have a, a wide open eye aperture lens which anybody that has a camera that nice is i'm sure going to invest in pretty quickly yeah. but i've been seeing that around a lot it's a really a visual style that i really appreciate which is this one of the features like really low light images with really bright luminous elements to them i like that a lot yeah it's kind of really cool. colorful yeah i want to try that with you a lot more this year too i want to try and, and work Me on that too yeah now that we have 
really all of the equipment for it. Yeah, definitely. It yeah. was really fun getting into last year. And oh, then when yeah. we finally got that 14 millimeter lens and we're able to get into a little bit more. I really want to make use of that with you. You know, I think we, you and I would be super talented at making these types of photographs as we kind of see this emerging. I really, really like this type of visual style as I've Me been too. sort of opposed to the, oh, the VSEO film fade, faux film fade style that kind of comes through with a lot of the Lightroom presets and whatever it is that seems to be just that that stuff that you juice a photo with. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've, I've been a little bit more limited on that, but I like this idea of doing the the low light editing for uh, for photographs that you do long exposures with because I just like space stuff so much and the yeah. nightscape stuff so much. That was, always, that was one of the first things that I liked when I first started getting into photography. Then I moved into like landscapes and surrealism stuff, but I'd really like to do surrealism stuff at night with you. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I think it'd be so cool to yeah. get into more this year. Yeah, and having the, having the 14 millimeter is going to make that so much easier. Or just, uh, it's just great. It's a great lens to have uh, for some astrophotography stuff. And it's probably one of the, the least expensive things to get into astrophotography. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be kind of effective. It'll be cool. I'm really happy that we, we, uh, we got some stuff to do for that. But I like that photo a lot. It was cool. Me too. It's a really pretty one. Ooh. Well, yeah. Thanks a lot for talking about those, uh, those pictures with me. A little picture of Marina in the Gorge. A little night photo. Talk about like a little emerging style on Instagram, a little uh, <laughs> editing process and stuff. We got to get into that this year. I think that's probably one that I'm going to try and focus as a style a good bit more. You know, I want to try and do that because the low light stuff, because we can do it after work or, you know, like I can yeah. work in the day, but then I can focus on a photography type when there's no light, which is kind of an interesting, or, you know, it, it's a good reason to kind of focus on an opportunity to shoot that sort of stuff. Definitely. But it's kind of cool. But I really appreciate you doing this little podcast with me. Thanks so much for having me on your show, Billy. I thought it was pretty fun. Thanks for doing uh, another recording of a podcast in the studio. Talking about some cool photo stuff. It was a good time. But yeah, Marina, thanks so much for doing uh, a podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Billy. Well, on behalf of Marina Hansen, my name is Billy Newman. And thank you guys very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast.